Hi, I'm Melody Hilton. And I'm Joel Hilton. And I'm Katie Stansfield. Sometimes I wish we were on camera just so you could see our facial expressions <laughs> while we're doing this. But then other times I don't want you to see our <laughs> facial expressions. <laughs> well, welcome to another episode of Life Exchange. We're on episode 64. Um, so we've got three unique questions today. Um, and as always, if you have a question you would like to ask, you can send it to lifeexchangepodcast at gmail.com. So, and I would say the more specific, the better. Oh, yeah. The more like targeted your question, the more we're able to actually directly respond. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying that you need to expose. Yeah. We keep things anonymous. Or, we're not going to say names or anything like that. Yeah. So next week, um, we're going to tell you who to vote for. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to get real specific. I will never allow that. <laughs> Do you think I would allow that? No. But you said it. So. <laughs> No, don't you hate it when somebody comes to you and they're like, so hypothetically speaking, if you're I talking were to about say me. that, and then you're like, what are you actually asking? Or so. I'm asking for a friend. No, you're not asking for a friend. So, but that's why that question was like, I grew up in a church and Katie's like, I relate to this. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> You know what church I grew up in. Yeah. You have to, that's a callback. You have to go back and find that Easter egg in a previous episode for that to make sense. But And I think it was one of the last questions. So you have to be a pretty faithful <laughs> listener to uh, know what we're talking about. Well, mama's looking at us like, can we get this show on the road, please? <laughs> I did want to add, now we haven't promoted this in a while, but we have another podcast yeah. called the Giving Light Devotional Podcast. And it's just episodes that are like five to... 10 minutes long. And it's just ones that we had in our church. Um, myself, Katie did a couple, mom did a couple, and they're just like little encouraging nuggets of truth. So you can check that out. Go to Spotify. I think it's on all the platforms, Yep. Um, but it's Giving Light Devotional Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Those are really good. Just uh, morning time, like encouragement, mm -hmm. part of your devotional. I mean, that's what it's called, devotional. Oh, and actually for every episode, yeah. there's um, there's a landing page um, in the show notes for it with um, questions. questions, devotional questions with scriptures. I think there's like songs, worship songs that mm -hmm. go along with the topic. So yeah. hey, if you're looking for something to to enrich your devotional life, yeah, um, that is there for you. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Well, I was thinking we're so good at advertising yeah, and, yeah. and marketing that... <laughs> You're being sarcastic, aren't you, Joel? Yeah. All right. Maybe we should get a therapist on here and we can work through my issues <laughs> of anger and... I think uh, we would all have things. <laughs> can we have Rhonda on and say... Uh, An on-air therapy session? Is that what you want? <laughs> no. Hey, I'd love to have her input. She's ever back up north here. If you don't know who we're talking about, visit our YouTube channel. <laughs> um, and uh, we're talking, we have a friend, Rhonda Dickens. She's an awesome psychotherapist that we love. So, okay. Are we ready? Psychotherapist. Do that's you have to be title. a psycho to uh, nope. go? To, Psychology no? is where oh, that's coming okay. from, not <laughs> psychopathic. Oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, that one I got Mama that laugh. joke. <laughs> we got mom to laugh. <laughs> Miracles do happen. <laughs> <laughs> all right oh, guys and that <laughs> you don't oh, know guys. what that means that's kind of like if you're from the south it's bless their bless heart, their heart. <laughs> i say that at times do you know what it means you though? mean it a little bit more genuinely than i think you actually mean it like bless, bless their, their heart. heart you actually want them to be blessed yeah oh so is this oh, in the, the south, south that's the worst that's, that's oh. like they're an idiot yeah that's like a oh, big no. insult I you just don't say I... it to Southern people. Well, <laughs> so you don't remember, Tracy, she's someone in our church. You actually got her a, like a, a gift that said, bless your heart or bless their heart or something. <laughs> and she knows what it means. So she thought it was hilarious. Obviously you didn't track with that, but. No, no, I didn't. Is that kind of like when Grammy found that t-shirt at like a Goodwill and she was just being really gracious and wanting to give a t-shirt and not realizing it was a big marijuana leaf on the front. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. true. She did that. I remember. <laughs> Best oh intentions. Bless her heart. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
Okay, we're five minutes into this. Let's get to our first question. All right, enough fun for today. <laughs> Good. I like how levity. we like tried to be more like this, and then when it happens, we shut no, it I'm, down. I'm very grateful that it's happening. Just didn't know how long it was gonna. Do people happen. come here for our banter? Probably not. Tell us. Send in. Tell us what you think. If you want more of this or not, we can't make it happen. Uh, we've tried. It doesn't go well. <laughs> Well, we always joke about how we're not. And then your sister, uh, she goes, just be who you are. <laughs> just be who you are. If, you, if you're if you not funny, don't be. Don't try to make mom funny. She's not funny. <laughs> no. She didn't say those words. No. I added a little bit to it, but. Yeah, that's my sister who will, she doesn't sugarcoat things. She just says it like it is. So she's wanting us to be more like her, I think. Well, I've just been going through this process saying, I need to be more fun. I need to be more fun. And I began to go through this big, long process. And, you know, what would that look like? How do I do it? And I thought, <laughs> this is absolutely crazy. <laughs> I have fun in what I do. I yeah. might not be funny, but I have fun. And so I was going through my week and I'd do something. And I'd uh, when it was over with, I'd go, did you have fun, Melody? I had a blast. That was really good. And I wasn't funny at all, but I had so much fun. So I, I just decided to be me. You're mixing the words fun and fulfillment. I think that's where you're going wrong. I think it can be fun for her. Fun yeah. can be subjective. Double fulfillment is fun. Like somebody could mm -hmm. have a lot of fun, like going to a dog park. To me, that is, that's a nightmare situation. Like When I people don't... are like, we went hiking. And I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> On purpose? No one was chasing you. <laughs> you know, there's bears out there. I used to think, you know, I'm fine with bears. I wouldn't be like, I've watched some uh, videos that you don't want to mess yeah, with bears. Yeah, he's trying to convince me not to go to out west because I could get mauled by something. I'm like, just turn off the TV. I'll be fine. Hey, bear. <laughs> hey, bear. <laughs> That's a reference to something else. Oh. <laughs> So that one went over my so head. So fun can be subjective. Yes. Your fun, it looks different than someone yeah. else's fun. And That's it's okay. Because <laughs> if I tried to be funny, then I wouldn't be authentic. You would know I was trying. <laughs> so. Actually, I think one of the things that brings me the greatest joy is when you do find something funny and you just like lose it. I remember this is like so random, but we were in South Korea and our host, um, her like something didn't work in her car. And so she used an umbrella to like push it and you just lost it. Like you thought it was the funniest thing. I didn't think it was funny, but you laughing at it was hilarious. So I, well, I learned that. as a kid, you don't laugh when mom falls down the steps. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> Now, I, I will respond? add, it wasn't like this terrible fall. She <laughs> fell on her butt all the way down. It was like, <laughs> so I learned you're not allowed to laugh at that, but in my sick. But your family of, really loves that like AFV, like that oh, humor yeah. of. Oh, yeah. Like my sister and I, we, we always loved AFV, like those pranks or like those uh fails and Aaron's like I just don't get it that's my wife I'm like feeling like I want to go help them and you guys are like laughing yeah it's the difference humor <laughs> we've lost her so again. we only laughed at mom falling down the stairs once <laughs> <laughs> did I whoop you no you were just not happy with our <laughs> laughter and I think your husband was part of this too oh was he yeah boy that must have been either a traumatic event or an extremely funny event that you will remember it because I don't remember it at all. I mean, yeah. that, the thought of you, you going, uh, <laughs> down the that's, that's pretty funny. I wouldn't have laughed in the moment, though. My, my kids were very controlling. No, Joel was very controlling. I he was controlling? Yeah. You would you say, I'd, I said, well, I'm going shopping. And you go, I want to go with you. You were 17 years old. Well, I want to go with you. No, I'm going to have a day by myself. I need a day just to be with myself. You picked me up and carried me upstairs and you're holding me. I'm not letting you down until you commit to taking me with you. Because believe it or not, you like to go clothes shopping. Well, there there's a difference between one scenario of being controlling <laughs> and being a controlling person. I call oh, it determined. Do you really think I'm a controlling person? No, no you're not a controlling I'm person. Determined is the yeah. word I... You, yeah, well, you were determined. Well, you knew that you could probably wrap me did around you your little finger. Did you take me or did... Yeah, you did. Oh, okay. I took you. And I bought you clothes too, so... 
you are. No, actually, uh, that wasn't controlling. I just thought it was really sweet. You know, I thought. Well, I think I hit my limit of fun right now. So okay. I think oh, we now can we brought, hit 10 yeah, now we can now go. Now we got to get serious. Think I hit it. All right. How much time did we waste? That's not wasted. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this was, is our highly yeah. rated episode. <laughs> no. That you think that was time wasted? No, that hurts my heart. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Now it's time to move on. He's starting to get at me. Now is this? A, oh, this is a serious question. I don't not think really. this is a serious. Oh, it's question. not serious. Okay, no. go ahead. Uh, it says I have friends who get really worked up or really excited about things, both good and bad things. I just don't really get excited about this stuff. Am I broken? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I think if that were the case, I'd say I'm broken. Joel would probably say he's broken. Mama, you probably get more excited than the two of us do. But just like yeah. when something happens, like I, people have said, like, your excited face looks a lot like your regular face. Like I, for me, like I just am not one to jump up and down and like, you know, express in that way. Does it mean I'm not excited? No, just just looks different. So you take great pictures? I mean, I smile, but... I haven't gotten there yet. We actually <laughs> took the kids to get school photos done in Aiden. It's like, because they let us take as many as we wanted until we were happy with it. We'll just say Aiden took a, oh, a while. Long time. <laughs> we need to see the teeth, Aiden. Show us the teeth. <laughs> Which you guys do smile just when the camera comes out. When the camera comes out, yeah, something now, comes over me. for the Life me. Exchange podcast, you smiled on a couple pictures. You smile a lot more and than everybody you. And everybody, wow, Joel's smiling on a picture. They were... Well, I'm a big does. person that hates wasting money. And I thought, we spent money on this photographer, so I better, I better make it worthwhile. So let's get back to the question. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Oh my god! No, I just think we're different. I think there's different personalities. There's different, um, you know, people are more expressive than others. I think that's okay. I think you, we could dig really deep into this and say, are you not in touch with your emotions? Is that why you're not, you know, are you not feeling, do you feel numb? Is that where you're coming from with this? Cause I think that's a deeper issue. You may need to um, dig into a little bit, maybe go see a therapist about that. If you're just talking about your general life, you don't get, you're not a jump up and down person. I think that's okay. <laughs> I think well, I think I saw a bigger problem in this question because you're, the question was like, am I broken because I'm not overly excited about things? I think the bigger problem was you're trying to compare yourself right. to someone else. Yeah. Right. And that can, when you compare yourself to other people, that can cause a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. You got to understand that you've been created to be unique and you have to be okay with who you are. I don't have to be something I'm not. And when I try to do that, right. I become frustrated. Yeah. You know, I can only do that for so long. Like I know my role as a pastor has certain expectations. So sometimes I try to meet those expectations of being super or social. Um, and I'm exhausted from it. You know, um, I'm, I'm definitely going to lead in a way that, that, that is different than a lot of other pastors. But like I said, if I try to fit into something that I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not going to be happy. I'm not going to be fulfilled. But I will say this, that doesn't mean that I don't have a heart to grow. That doesn't mean I don't want to mature or I, I want to become more healthy. Mm. It just means like I can't be something that I wasn't created to be. It's kind of like... An apple tree doesn't grow and, and mature into an orange tree. Right. Yeah. Right? Okay, I've been made to be an apple tree and my heart to grow and to become more healthy and be cultivated and allow pruning. I'm going to be the most healthy apple tree there is, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to turn into an orange tree. Correct. Yeah. So when I say growing and maturing and and um, allowing the pruning of the Lord, it just means I'll be more fruitful in who he's created me to be, but I'm not going to turn into something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we, we all have different ways that 
we've adapted throughout our life to meet our needs. Mm -hmm. And through that adaptation, we become either an internal processor or an external one. And uh, I've learned the difference through these. I'm much more of an internal processor. Probably you guys are too. And, uh, but I pastor people that are external processors. And I used to feel like I had to give answers and I learned, I don't have to say a word. I just let them externally process. And when they're done, they're going, oh, thank you, Pastor Melody. That was just so good. You really helped me. And I didn't say anything because they just needed someone to externally process with and not even a problem, you know, a vision, a purpose, an idea, a dream, you know, uh, they, they are ones that are quickly, uh, share their emotions and their excitement and they're really bubbly. They're very external in their communication where, um, uh, Joel could say, you know, I'm happy. I'm doing okay. But you, you might not see it on a smile on a picture, but, uh, it's just different ways that we've learned to adapt to our world and process. Mm-hmm. And the fact is life kind of has trained us. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe when I was falling down the steps and I yelled at you, you learned I can't laugh at certain things. So you mm. became an internal processor. So you must forgive your mom right now. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm just... Let's do that. I'm being funny right now, whether you know it or not. Okay, so... No, but seriously. <laughs> okay, you guys, you should have seen their good attempt. Can we have a moment of where I can forgive you for that? Go ahead. She'll keep talking. You forgive. <laughs> but but basically, life uh, trains us what is or is acceptable yeah. in our world, and um, some of those things. This is just a part of who we are. It's a part of how we adapted or it might have been a part of of training. So as we go throughout life, because uh, I was I was one that you think I'm not funny now, but my life was very, very serious. Yeah, the things I experienced, um, I really don't ever remember having fun. Now I have fun. Now I can laugh at you laughing, even if I don't get your jokes. <laughs> I'm enjoying you joking. And, um, and but because of my life, it was just very, very serious that I'm, I never really knew how to express. Mm-hmm. And the times I did try to express, especially to my o- older brothers, it did not turn out well because it wasn't always positive expression. So I learned just to hold all those things in. So I've learned to be much more expressive. You talked about me being more the one that would get excited about, usually it's about vision and purpose and passion. And, and, um, but that was something really even God worked inside of me because that wasn't something that I walked in until, oh, probably till I was maybe 38, 40 years old, Mm -hmm. even to enjoy having vision and being really expressive about that vision because life happened and it did put a lid on top of me. So it just might be adaptation. It might be who you are, or there could be some things that did put a lid on you being comfortable expressing and say, only you can determine that. Yeah. You know, is this just who I am? I'm more of I think there are certain things that you're better at expressing than others. I mean, I think you're great at expressing love and affection and validation. That's your whole movement, right? Like stop devaluation. I don't see much fun in that phrase, but it's about love and Mm -hmm. justice and mercy and Mm -hmm. extending those things. So I think you're extending or you're, how can I, demonstrating, someone can be great at um, expressing funny or like, you know, those type of things, but when it comes to love or affection, they they shut down. So yeah. So in this question, it's it's about getting excited. So that just seems more a personality type trait than it does maybe the. And I'm definitely coming from the other side because I'm one that isn't super emotive, you know, mm-hmm. with my expressions. But actually, as I read it, it kind of. It made me laugh a little bit. I was thinking you should pray for your friends because they're probably exhausted 
Because if they're <laughs> up all the time, if it's good or bad, man, they're just going nonstop. And I think, oh, that's a life to live. <laughs> but they might look at you. I almost read this question like a like a spouse might be saying like, like my wife keeps telling me I don't get excited about things. Is it me? Like kind of like <laughs> she's always excited. I'm never excited. Like that's kind of the way I read it. Like we're always looking to each other like, man, that must be rough to mm. be, but it, it might not be. It might just be well, that's totally what, fine. That's how I began. It's like the problem is the comparison yeah. and trying to fit into Very something true. that you're not. Whereas what's the saying? Opposites attract like mm-hmm. i think that's actually a positive thing that um we so can you bring help different them things. and they help you right yeah i mean i was just saying i love to plan parties like i i really love it um but i was just telling someone i was like man you know if i could find a man who was a really good host of parties we would be the perfect team because i hate <laughs> i love planning the party and then the party starts and i'm the worst host i'm not good at no, it because i'm not, not that like you're a good i'm host. not that expressive excited like cheerleader it's and if i'm doing it i'm trying really hard but i still don't feel like i'm good at it so i was kind of looking like i'm good at this part what if somebody else was good at this part so i just think that's Im- like in partnerships and relationships, sometimes we are like, why aren't you more like me? But if we can actually see, well, thank God that they're like they are so that when I'm all worked up, they can calm me down or when um, I need to have fun or break out that they can help me with that. So, so is that on your dating profile? Uh, is it no. like, I need you to be able to host parties? No, <laughs> see the list can't be that specific, <laughs> but it was just I one was of married those, before like, there were dating apps. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So yes. I have no frame of reference. Well, you were married. You didn't have a lot of dating prior either. Nope. <laughs> but I'm not saying that's for everyone. It's just how yeah. how it happened for me. But yeah, but all of that to say it yeah. was like, yeah, sometimes we can actually just see that our differences are a good thing. We don't have to think that it's a, you know, that it's a broken thing inside of us. Unless it is, like if you are having no emotions, like there's probably a deeper issue. But if we're just talking about a general personality difference. Like a tragedy happens and nothing, there's no show yeah, of anything. Yeah. There might be something deeper yeah. there. But if we're just talking about like, why don't I jump up and down when you know, oh, something it, happens. I, I will say this. I am, I am more reserved in, in how I communicate, you know, but when Aiden and I watched the chiefs, <laughs> I was just going to say that. So it's like, not I'm, thankful, <laughs> I'm thankful that my wife does not videotape me <laughs> because the way Let's I think she's say, blown away. She's like, have, who is this human being? We don't being? have like church football parties. It's more like you guys get yeah. get that passionate in private. So we don't oh, want to exactly. see. <laughs> well, I think if there were was it a, a a church party where the chiefs were playing, he would show excitement. When well, they got I a wouldn't touchdown. go to a church party oh, if the no. chiefs were you playing. Would just be That's at right. Home. You like to be more private in yeah. watching the chiefs. Yeah. Because there's always someone in the crowd that has to. <laughs> That's something to say. Yeah. <laughs> but now you talk about that. You do get excited. Yeah. But you don't like watching the chiefs with me because you think I get. Too, too excited. excited too well, quick. this is what happens. It's the first play of the game. The Chiefs run, and it's like a two-yard run, and she's like, "Come on, guys! What are you?" Do-? I'm like, "It's a long game, Mom. It's a long game. Save your energy." Yeah, it's like I'm exhausted after two plays watching you. She's she's flipping out. I was like. It's only the first series. Come on, like there's a lot more game. I I do have fun watching the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. It just looks different. Isn't this funny? Okay. Here we did this serious question, and <laughs> I still is don't this think just it's the a comic episode or something. I don't think this was a serious question. Oh, wasn't it? Okay. <laughs> I just think you view things seriously, as we've already established. You said I view them serious, but then you said I'm excited too. So which one am well, I? Well, it's more anxious. Anxious. Like, anxious, like with the Chiefs. Oh, oh, yeah. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. It's not excitement. It's just like, oh my word! Come on, guys, you got to get yourself together. It's oh, the you, first you play. like when I get excited when they get a chat. I mean, you're yelling too, so you yeah, don't notice like, I am. This is the proper time <laughs> to, like, okay, it's the end of the game, and Patrick throws an interception. 
that might be a time to be like, come on, guys, what are you doing? Or like if we score a touchdown. Okay, that's right, what you have to do is touchdown. write me how to watch the Chiefs playbook. <laughs> that's why I just don't watch it with you. <laughs> I, I, I don't have the capacity to write a manual. And you know what? That's why your extrovert friends can go out and have the best time and your introvert friends can stay at home and watch a movie. <laughs> You're not broken. You're you're gonna be just fine. You're not broken. No. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Once you start talking about football, I zone out. So. All right. Well, question number two. Every time I try to read the Bible, I have more questions than answers. It can be frustrating and confusing. Why should I keep reading a book that doesn't make sense to me? So I'll start with this one. All right. So I'll answer this with a question. Okay. So why do you read your Bible? Well, if you say, well, that's what I'm told I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. That's only short-lived, right? Because if it's just because someone told you to do it, it's not going to have that longevity. Why do you read your Bible? Maybe you're looking for a specific answer for a specific circumstance in your life. I don't think that's a great reason to read the Bible. Yeah. I'm not saying that can't happen. I'm just saying I don't think that was the purpose of the Bible. Well, and if you're reading Leviticus and trying to figure <laughs> out what to do with your life, like, yeah. I could understand frustration. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not saying that it can't happen. I'm just saying if that is the sole reason that you're reading the Bible, mm-hmm. I can see why you're frustrated or you are confused. Like you're looking for something specific in your life and you are reading Leviticus. Yeah. I can see why there's confusion. Um, Maybe you read the Bible because it makes you look more spiritual on Instagram. (laughs) Like you see those posts, it's like, spend time with the Lord today. And it had, it's all like your Bible there with your coffee stage, you know, enough said, right? Uh, (laughs) Why do you read your Bible? Because if I read the Bible, God will be more inclined to do what mm. I want in my life. Yeah. That's not a great re- reason to read the Bible either. So why or how should we approach reading the Bible? Okay, first thing is we are spirit, soul, and body. Yep. It impacts all three parts of who we are. Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my saying. Another version will say, tune your ear to wisdom. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them. They are spiritual life. They are emotional life. They are soulish life. They are body life and health to all their flesh. So why do we read the Bible? Because it actually gives life to all that we are, spirit, mm-hmm. soul, and body. I will also add, if it took the Holy Spirit to write the Bible, it takes the Holy Spirit to read the Bible. Yeah, yeah, and to reveal. So it is the Holy Spirit that reveals. So if you're just mm-hmm. reading um, just to read, I'm not saying that there's not any benefit with that, I'm just saying we need to partner with the Holy Spirit to open ourselves up. Holy Spirit, this word is inspired by your voice. Holy Spirit, I need you to impart revelation to me even as I read this. Hey, there's times where you've read a verse a thousand times and then Mm -hmm. one day it just comes alive. That's partnering with the Holy Spirit. So we need to read for revelation, not just for information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's not wrong to have... In the information. I'm just saying that there's a greater level of just information to revelation, mm-hmm. right? And that's the thing that that we can apply in our daily life or our, our spirit life, our soulish life, our, in, and in our body. And the last one I want to add is scripture reveals the nature and character of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it reveals who God is. It also, like, in a macro sense, the whole scripture is to reveal the ultimate plan for salvation to those who believe so that Jesus could be revealed and so that we could believe. Mm -hmm. Well, I recognize that 
you even said you can read something over and over again and then one day, you know, it's that aha moment where you really have a revelation of it. One thing I love about the word of God is we all can read the same scripture and the Holy Spirit will illuminate it uh, to bring revelation to us. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love the scripture. It says, I pray that the eyes of your understanding would Mm -hmm. be enlightened, that you would know the hope of your calling and the riches of the glorious inheritance in the saints. So by reading the word of God, it causes us to see what we couldn't see before. And you go, well, I'm reading it and I'm not uh, seeing that or I'm not experiencing it. Pray that scripture. It's in Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. Lord, reveal. Before I read, Lord, reveal to me. And I know one thing I do. I love, um, I like reading it, uh, my Bible on my computer because I make it the font really big. <laughs> and But I read it, something, it's called the Blue Letter uh, Edition. And I love it because when I'm reading, I just pop, click on the word Strong's and all the Greek or Hebrew, whichever you're in, you know, will pop up and I'll just study out some of those words. And just by looking at what this word means, the full definition of that word, it's it's aha moments. It's it's you're learning, you're growing. I, well, I've never saw it that way before, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize it carried this meaning, and it relates and connects to my life. So honestly, I might not read a lot of volume. I know one time, Katie, you went through reading the Bible, you know, oh, the whole Bible in a year, and you no, in a month. Oh, you read the whole Bible <laughs> in a month. I listened to it. I listened. Yeah, to it. you listened to yeah. the Bible in a oh, month. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, there's no way that was gonna happen. <laughs> but uh, I might get through a chapter or a yeah. half a chapter because mm-hmm. I get stuck on this verse, and I have to unpack that verse and learn more about that verse. And I don't go into reading that with that agenda, but I'm going, what in the world does that word mean? Because yeah. it's not a part of our common vernacular, even if I look at a more recent uh, translation or interpretation. But uh, I love going in and just pulling those words apart. And I just might camp on one one verse, yeah. but it's transformative to me. And well, you're say, talking about two different, like, I think there is a sense to read the Bible just to be fulfilled, to be fulfilled and filled. Like there are times where you read the Bible and then a week later, something pops up in your spirit. Like the Holy Spirit reminds you. So you might not understand at that moment, but Mm -hmm. then we're giving ammunition. We're filling ourselves with things so that it can be brought back to our remembrance when we're in a situation. But you also said to study. So I think that there is a little difference than just reading the Bible um, and studying the Bible. And so I think those take take two different disciplines. Um, but I do believe if we're just reading the Bible just to get inspired, that's going to be more sporadic. And I believe that it's important to have a discipline to do it. And from that discipline, it's going to be more, how can I put it? On, more on a regular basis than just like, man, I'm going through a rough time. I better read my Bible mm-hmm. yeah. or this happened in the world. I better read my Bible or like it, it's all dependent upon how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the best way to approach scripture. I think if we do it as more as a, as a discipline, uh, it's kind of like, I would say, I hate to run, but there are people out there that have been doing it for a long time that they're like, I need to go on a run. Yeah. I think that's the same way with scripture. The more you do it, the more you, um, it is a discipline, then it, it can or it will turn into, man, I need to get in scripture. I need to be fed. I need to be fulfilled from the words of God. And I think it, it kind of, I see both in that, um, that discipline is so important. I know Bill Johnson says in the kingdom, um, the more you eat, the hungrier you become. Mm-hmm. So the more you keep showing up, I always, I, I think that the, the Bible is an invitation to know the author. Um, so the more I keep showing up to that table, the more I'm going to know him. Yeah. Um, if, you know, it's, it's kind of, this is like a weird analogy, but like, it's, it's the difference between like going on a bunch of blind dates and being in a relationship with someone. It's like, if you just show up cold 
and you're trying to dig into conversation or into a relationship, it's going to be hard. Um, but if it's, if you're, if you're getting to know that person, if you are in relationship with them, the conversations come easier. You ask questions more freely. Like you're, you're more interested in getting to know that person. So I just, I always see the Bible as an invitation, mm-hmm. but with that, I think that discipline sometimes, and I used to be like this cause I grew up in the church and I know I'm supposed to read my Bible as a Christian, right? So I tried to like read a Bible in the year thing. I don't know how many times I started it and I did not get that far. Um, and so that that way of discipline didn't really work for me of, okay, I have to do it. So I'm going to show up every day. But when I started to show up and see it more as an invitation to know the author, um, it really is a lot different for That's me good. that it, it's not this religious thing that I have to do. It's like, um, it's, it's the same, but it's different in my mind that I'm actually showing up with a person, not showing up with a book or with the, with just text. Um, and, and what you were saying, mama was, um, like sometimes you'll get stuck in a passage, I think. And I've, I've encouraged people sometimes maybe don't try to read the whole Bible in a year. Sometimes, um, find a passage that is illuminating to you and read that passage every day for a month. Like you don't have to always cover a lot of ground. There's nothing wrong with that. I think it's really good. Like you said, I listened to the whole Bible in a month and doing that, you're not digging in, you're not studying specific pieces, passages of scripture. Um, But like in that experience, I was seeing the whole story. You see the overarching story Mm -hmm. of the Bible when you read it all at once. So there's many different ways to show up to that invitation to uh, engage with the Bible. Sometimes it's, um, it's more, you know, regimented, especially if you're that person, if you kind of need that regimen, if you like that, Mm -hmm. but if that's where you're getting stuck, if you get to Leviticus and you quit every time, well, you don't have to do it that way. Like you can Mm -hmm. read the Psalms every day. That's not any less reading the Bible than digging into Ezekiel or the more, the more difficult passages to understand. One thing I like to do is there's a book called, and there's other books like this, but it's called Talk Through the Bible. And what it basically does is gives the history of uh, or the theme of that book mm-hmm. of the Bible. It gives the history of it, what was happening at that time, the context. And so a lot of times I'll just read, let's say, First Peter. I'll read all like the historical context yeah. of it. And so that as I read it, it makes more sense. It's not confusing because I'm understanding the context of it, mm-hmm. not just like, well, I'm supposed to be yeah, reading and yeah. this is this is what's good for me. It's like, maybe it's confusing because you don't know some of the historical contexts yeah. or you don't, you don't have um, a commentary that, that adds some things um, or adds information that you would not yeah. have known. I actually love doing that. I, like realizing that, yes, the book, the Bible is just as relevant for me as it was when it was written, mm-hmm. but there is a historical context there as well. Yeah. Um, and that can really help things come alive. The Bible project does a great job of this on, mm-hmm. um, they have lots of resources on YouTube and other places. There's lots of, lots of others, but um, that's the big one that I. Well, I think, one thing, kind of the elephant in the room is if you're not using the translation that Jesus used, <laughs> oh, no. then there might be Which a problem. Which one is that? <laughs> I have nothing further King to say. King James is not alive. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> well, I'll uh, be devil's advocate with that one, which is what he's really saying is try different translations. Um, I'm not not saying the Book of Mormon or (laughs) anything outside of Christianity, but but sometimes what I'll do is I have a translation that I read um, regularly. And for me, which is very different. I'm, I'm a very technology person, but when it comes to reading my Bible, I really can't, if I'm actually trying to read it, I can't use my phone because it, there's too many distractions. It takes me point a thousand seconds to get distracted. Um, and so I actually have a Bible. I got one with wide margins. I'm a big fan of writing Mm. in your Bible. Maybe don't do it in like your great, great grandmother's heirloom Bible, but get yourself a Bible that you can write in, highlight it, um, ask your questions, just write your questions out in your Bible. Um, and just, just kind of, um, 
just make it really real, really practical. It doesn't have to be this super spiritual thing all the time. And why did I bring that out? Oh, the translations. Oh, so yeah. I have one Bible that I read regularly in one translation. I won't tell you what it is. <laughs> so, um, but if there's a passage that I hit that I don't understand, then I might look and say, okay, well, let me look at some different translations just to see if I mm-hmm. can find I do some context too. here or dig into well, the... Well, that's... I, I think I, I do the same thing. There's one that I generally... Well, I don't even want to say generally. I'll just... I I read a lot. Some of you might think this is not godly, but <laughs> I generally read the Bible online or mm-hmm. on an app. So a lot of times I'll just try different ones. And then if there's something that comes alive in me, then I like to look at the 20 different translations and like, see how they're similar, see how they're different. Then I go and look at the, the Greek or the Hebrew. And so that gets more into studying. Um, But I do think it's, in my opinion, I think it is healthy to read as many translations as you can get your hands on. And because we live in the information age, you can get a, uh, a lot. So, and the fact is, the word of God is inspired by the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? And so, the word of God is quick, meaning it's alive mm-hmm. and it's active and it's powerful. And sometimes, even if my he- head cannot fully grasp something without without study, I recognize the word of God is spirit and it's life. Mm-hmm. And just by reading the word, it is allowing what the spirit of God has inspired to come into my neural memory. We talk so much about, you know, guarding your eye gate, guarding your ear gate, you know, so it's, we got to guard what comes in us. You know, we don't want toxic stuff in, but when we read the word of God, we are opening our heart our mind, uh, our eyes to read, our ears to hear for listening, audio, whatever it is, we are opening up these gates for it to penetrate the depths of our soul, the depths of our body. And I believe I've, I've found just reading the word of God at seasons in my life, I got healed. And I remember one one time I was reading a lot of, because uh, I was uh, very sick and I was reading all these healing scriptures because I was trying to get healed and I'm reading all these scriptures on healing, which is a very, very good thing to do. I'm not saying that that's not good, uh, but while I'm reading all these healing scriptures, um, uh, it was this unction, I believe it was the Lord speaking. I don't want to say it that boldly, but uh, okay, am I reading his word to get something from him or am I just, do I need to read to have relationship with him? So, uh, and I'm not saying if you need healing, you feed yourself in healing scriptures. That's a good thing to do. But I just went and just started reading the word of God and it was the most amazing thing within a couple of days, every single symptom was gone because I was reading those healing scriptures to get something rather than to connect to my creator. And I was healed. Mm-hmm. And it just so impacted me because it was something the Holy Spirit used to show, yes, my word has power. My word is alive. And, um, uh, it's good to feed ourselves on those things that are needful in our life. But if we are just seeking the heart of the Father by reading the word that's inspired by the Spirit of God, it will impact our life, even if it wasn't a deliberate thing. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you take vitamins for specific things, and um, but just uh, uh, it's almost like taking those spiritual vitamins for for something that you need. But I've learned when I just read the word because I love my father, there are so many beautiful things that happen in that as well. Yeah, I've heard it said that the Bible is the only book where the author is in love with the reader. Mm, uh, and I just oh, really like so that good. quote um, because it just reminds you that it is a relationship. Yes. And so um, read the Bible in relationship with the author. Uh, ask him the questions. You might not hear the answers right away, but ask him. Remember that he's actually in the room. He's present with you while you're reading his word. Um, ask for 
ask for him to open your eyes, ask for that revelation. Um, but just remember that he is present, that it's not a dead book. It's a very living right. book um, as you're engaging with it. So if this question helped you out, awesome. If it offended you, <laughs> Jesus still loves you. <laughs> Well, the fact is, what we feed upon, we become. I was talking about the translation oh, aspect oh, of yeah, what yeah, we were okay, talking I about. Gotcha. Yeah. You may have strong opinions in another direction, <laughs> and that's okay. See previous episode. It's okay to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh well, let's get to our third question here. All right. All right. It says... I am genuinely happy when good things happen to my... Can we just my, stop there? Oh, yeah. Can uh-huh. we just stop there? Okay. I'm generally happy. Genuinely. We're done, guys. Genuinely. We're, oh, generally. Okay. Genuinely. genuinely. Oh, genuinely. Genuinely. Well, let's just stop right there then. <laughs> we are you're ending ge- on a good note. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's not helpful to this person. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I am genuinely happy. When Generally? Genuinely <laughs> happy when good things happen to my friends. But part of me is secretly also sad because they're getting things that I have been wanting for a long time. Mm. Am I a horrible person for feeling this way? <laughs> the sarcasm. The, the awkward silence is, is lingering over deafening. there. Well, actually, I loved the transparency of this question. Yeah. I think it was very tra- transparent. It... It was, uh, there's like a purity in asking that question because it's not putting on a front. And so, uh, because our human propensity always wants us to compare ourselves Mm -hmm. with others. So when, uh, you know, our lives are so uniquely different from one another. God created us uniquely different. We learn and we grow and we receive in so many different ways. What God has done for me isn't what he's done for you, Katie, or what he's done for you, Joel. Uh, The fact is God works with us so individually and he knows exactly what to do and how to do to bring us to a place where we can walk in the fullness of um, our purpose, that we would love life, have quality of life, that our life would uh, not just build the kingdom, but the kingdom of God inside of us would build us. So um, I, I love this scripture in 1 Corinthians 10, where it says, not boasting of things without our measure, that is of other man's labors, but having hope when your faith is increased, that you shall be enlarged. So Basically, what it is saying is you you see what God is doing for that person. Let that be a catalyst because guess what? You too will be enlarged. It might not look the same way. It might not be in the same time frame, but God is no respecter of persons. So when I see what God does for another, I recognize that he too has got great plans for me. So when I can celebrate the victories of others, and and it, you said you're you're really happy with that, but it touches that part inside of you where you feel a little sad. It's because the sadness is there because hope obviously has been deferred. Mm-hmm. So when you when you feel that sadness, just run to hope and recognizing that you will be increased, that God has made a way for you to be enlarged as well. And just just hold steady your course because your day is coming. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, that as human beings, we're not always very good at holding two things at the same time. Mm. We think that we have to be one or the other. Um, but that's really not the way that it works. And I think that, um, you know, truth doesn't contradict itself, but it can be paradoxical. Um, you may have heard the, the term truth intention. It's like you can hold two truths that seem to be at odds that are actually both true. Um, and I think that that is the case in a lot of things in life. And I also think that emotions, um, we think that we can only be one or the other, but Emotions can be this big swirl of of different things, uh, and you can actually have both at the same time, and um, and that's that's okay. That's normal. That's good. We might not know how to navigate it. It might be a little. Um, it's more swirly. <laughs> it's more. It's more. Um, 
It's not like this clear cut path um, that we can just be completely happy or completely sad. It might be both at the same time. Um, And that's actually a healthy thing. That's actually a good thing because um, if you suppress or push down one emotion, you're pushing down all emotion. And mm, so if you actually good. allow yourself to feel um, the the sadness, to acknowledge the sadness that you're experiencing, that means you're going to be able to be genuinely, sincerely happy um, for your friend or for whoever this is, um, because you're choosing to actually feel your emotions instead of suppress them. Whereas if you suppress the sadness, um, try as you might, your happiness is going to be dulled as well because you're suppressing um, your emotions. So you can't actually choose to feel only certain ones. Um, and if you do that and you you think you're doing that, um, it's going to come out in another way. That sadness is going to start to come out somewhere else. It might start to come out in jealousy or in um, disappointment or depression. It's going to come out somewhere um, because it is happening. It's real. It's inside of you. Um, and so you can actually hold both. Um, and that's okay. That's good to do that. Did you have something oh, before I, was just I keep listening. going? Oh, okay. I can go, but... Well, yeah, I just think that it's you need to know that it's okay to do that. Um, and I think it's actually honoring. Sometimes we think that, well, if I'm happy for them, that means I'm discounting what's happening inside of me. Um, but it's not, you can do both. You can actually grieve a loss in your own life. It's kind of like, you know, um, I don't know. I feel like I have to say trigger warning, but like if you've lost a baby and your friend is pregnant, that's two very real realities that, that are real, that you have to acknowledge. Um, you can acknowledge the pain, the grief, the loss of your own experience and still celebrate and still be completely genuinely happy um, for another person. They can both happen. And I think that's important to recognize that you actually need to do that because if you don't um, acknowledge one, you're not truly going to be able to acknowledge the other. Um, it's really good. It's Katie. not an easy thing to do, but it is okay. Yeah. I think this question centers around the idea of disappointment. Mm-hmm. And disappointment is painful. And you kind of like said this in a long way, mm-hmm. but I'm probably going to say it in a short way. But life is complicated. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you can be happy for a friend and be sad at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's not one or the other. We're, we're complex uh, beings and it's never one or the other, like you said, in that one situation, there is a time to grieve and to mourn. And in that same moment, Mm -hmm. in another situation, it's a time of celebration. Yeah. They're not always mutually exclusive. Yeah. Uh, I will add, because I feel like this question is about disappointment. If you allow disappointment to take root in your heart, it will turn into bitterness. Yeah. Right, because the question kind of ended with, "Am I a horrible person?" Right, uh, you're not a horrible person for being disappointed, but if you allow that disappointment to turn into bitterness, I don't want to say horrible person, yeah. but maybe a miserable person. Mm-hmm. Right, if you allow disappointment to take root and you don't get some level of healing or hope or resolve, you're not going to be. It's going to seep out into everything. Now, I will add, you can't pretend away your feelings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you have them. Mm -hmm. You can't. Now, I do believe that there is a proper place and time. Like you could be happy for your sister at her baby shower, but that might not be the moment where you need to share all what you're going through. Mm -hmm. Right? So... Like I said, you can't pretend emotions away, but I do think that there is a proper place to yeah. to uh, share those things. Now, I do think one of the things that is kind of hurting, um, I, I think it's even in the church, but this positive vibes only culture. Yeah. Mm. Like if it's not positive, it's not good and it's not God. Yeah. I don't believe that to be true. No. And I, I also think that if, if you're only like, I'm a positive vibes only person, you will become delusional. 
<laughs> you will become detached from reality because it's mm. kind of like, like in this culture, we have to remain positive at all points. Something terrible happens like you just stated and we'll give the scripture, be thankful in everything. Mm. Is that really the time yeah. to be like, yes, that is truth, right? But in like, Basically, what we're saying is, I can't handle your emotion right now. Can we change the subject? Be thankful in everything. And so, in a sense, that positivity is actually causing you to stuff emotions that eventually, like I said, if you don't deal with that disappointment, eventually it will turn into bitterness. Yeah. So, I don't believe that the idea of positive vibes only is a kingdom mentality. Mm-hmm. And I think if, if, if you only think like the answer to life is to be positive, well, then you don't need a savior. Mm-hmm. Right? If all I could do is just think about positive things right now, it will be all okay. That's where delusion and detachment from reality happens. You cannot, and I want to say this very clear, you cannot manifest your future by thinking good things. Yeah. Right? Now you can think on good things and it changes your internal reality. Mm-hmm. Right? It can change attitude, it can change perspective. But thinking good thoughts, positive thoughts will not change your external reality. Now it might affect how you respond to them. Right. But it does not have the power. Mm-hmm. Like I I think Basically, this this idea is coming from new thought, and new thought is basically the laws of attraction. If I think it, then it's going to happen. If I think positively, then it will be manifested. But that's not scriptural. It's just not. Right. And I think what is scriptural is in your pain, you run to the Father. Right. In your suffering, you run to the Savior. That is what is scriptural, not like, well, I can't think these things, so I'm just going to like pretend they don't exist. That's not scriptural. Psalms 9, 9 through 10, the Lord is a refuge for the oppressed. Yeah. Yeah. He is a refuge, a place of safety for those who are oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Mm-hmm. Is it bad to look at things in a positive way? No, but if it causes you to detach from this is what is really happening, then that's going to cause dysfunction in your life. Like when something is when something happens, it should draw us into his presence, not just well Bless the Lord, you know, give thanks in every situation. Well, in the case, like you said, you lose a child, which would be horrendous. Mm -hmm. That is not the time to be quoting that scripture verse to someone. Yeah. Like positive vibes is not going to change what's happening. Well, and that's that truth intention is that we have a God who is Lord as well as he is friend. Yeah. Um, we have a God who is king of all, who is judge of all the earth, who is compassionate and slow to anger. Um, they seem to not be able to exist at the same time, but they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, who is the author of the full spectrum of emotion? Mm-hmm. God is. Um, and so to, to, pretend away some of them or, um, you know, it's not or who just he is. to think if I just think positively, it has the pa- power to change an external reality. Yeah. I mean, then we could get into like positivity versus faith and yeah. hope and probably a bigger well, topic. Well, we did talk about faith being, it's only valid if it's confirmed in the word of God. That is how our faith is validated. Is it in the word, the character, the nature of who God is. And Jesus wept when Mm -hmm. (laughs) Lazarus died, even knowing that he would be raised again. Um, He was able to hold in tension two truths. The fact that there was pain in the midst of hope, in the midst of faith, in the midst of uh, a good future to come. 
And so um, it is... And even the word says, you know, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. So that means the Holy Spirit could be grieved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The full specter of emotion is within God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so it's okay to be within you too. Um, Yeah. So um, I... Life is complicated. Life is complicated. You You're can not be a bad happy person. and sad at the same time, depending yeah. on the situation. Now, do I think that we can uh, steward our emotions? Well, yes. Mm-hmm. But there are moments where it's not in a straight line mm-hmm. or it's not it's not perfect or it's it's messy. Yeah. Yeah. And I just say again that you're not denying one thing in order to feel another thing. Like you can actually do both. Um, and so as you are celebrating, you're truly celebrating. I've had those moments. I had a, oh, I won't go into it, but uh, there was a situation in my life where um, I was genuinely happy and excited. And I had to tell my friend while I'm crying, these tears are mine. These aren't yours. <laughs> I'm feeling two things at one time. It is messy. It is complicated, but it's okay. It is totally normal. It's actually healthy. Um, so hopefully this helped you. I mean, it is scripture to think on these things what are pure, lovely, of good report. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that there isn't a truth to, quote unquote, thinking positively. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's n- not the answer to else. fix every issue. Yeah. Like, well, there's a be- difference between positive thinking and leaning upon the word of God that is inspired by the Holy Spirit. So but I, I think do there's also a think that there is a time... Like Kitty said, to weep, mm-hmm. to mourn, right? To like, like I said, like if you do not deal with those things, they don't go away, right? And what you're like again, what you're actually doing is you are denying emotion as mm-hmm. a whole. You're just and stuffing so it. It's pretend is what it is. It becomes cognitive dissonance where um, you're saying the right words but you're actually denying the true feeling, the true meaning behind those words because you're stuffing down reality. You're just putting on a a facade or um, you're just giving language to something you don't actually believe or you're not actually experiencing. So um, it can get kind of convoluted. Um, Even in thinking that we're doing the right thing and that we're, you know, I'm going to speak positive at all costs. We'll speak truth at all costs. And sometimes truth is within sadness and sometimes it's within pain and within suffering. Um, And you see all through the Bible, how Jesus talks about that is that Mm -hmm. um, in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. It's two truths in tension. It is both things. And so just pretending um, by saying all the quote unquote right things is pretending. It's not actually facing up to the fact that in this world, we will have tribulation and we can still have And being of good cheer has to come from a real place because in that verse, it talks about in him, you will have peace. Like if I just say, okay, this is a truth and I'm just going to put on the good cheer face. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not what it's talking about. It's not just conforming to an idea. It's being transformed by being in him and as we are in him, we are then transformed and then it then it is just flowing from us and us trying to do putting on the happy face. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think being of good cheer is just, you know, putting a smile as you get punched in the face. <laughs> you know. You have to hold both. Well, well, this question got a little, um, <laughs> a little here, there, and everywhere. This could have probably been its own episode. Probably. Is this the one we started out joking? Yeah. Yep. And then we ended. <laughs> we if you back. made it to the end, <laughs> we need- those who endure to the end will be saved. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I think, as always, sometimes these questions are so. They're so nuanced and so big. We could go in so many directions. Um, So we just hope that you get what we're throwing at the wall. (laughs) Trigger warning after the trigger happened, but we were required to say that by our society. (laughs) What? (laughs) 
Good. Did that go over your head too, Katie? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm like, okay. it's just, it's it just like when you watch a video, it's like, oh, you're triggered because I said trigger warning. Is that what you're saying? No, no. What I'm saying is, if you watch a review, spoiler alert. If you watch beyond this, it's your own fault or like <laughs> trigger warning. It's like every video has to clarify. Yeah. It's like now they like. I think it's on Disney. Um, in the beginning of old movies, they're like, this was made at a certain <laughs> time in history, blah, blah, blah. If this is uncomfortable for you, I'm just saying, because of society, you have to say these things. And I was saying it jokingly. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought it was hilarious. Okay. Actually, so. it wasn't even a joke. It was more just stating like... That's a whole other topic I could go to the other side of. So I didn't even know anything <laughs> like that existed, Joel. So that's... You, didn't, you never heard a trigger warning? Uh-uh. I mean, it's everything. Like if you watch a movie in the beginning, it'll say warning, there may be flashing lights, mm-hmm. which I have someone in my life that that is a needed warning for them. So anyway, well, <laughs> I don't know where to go from here. But well, hey, you know, sometimes life is complicated it is. and it's messy sometimes, and it doesn't always have to sometimes sound Sometimes you don't know how to people. end a podcast and so you just ramble along until it's it ends. It's funny. It's like you have a certain section of people that are like, I like it in order, stick to the point. And then they've you have turned people, it off. Oh, they've, they've turned it off. It. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have one. Can it be more messy? <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> it's messy. All right, we're well, that's wrapping the title, it up. The messy episode. The, the messy episode. <laughs> You're great with titles. We'd have to oh, see how that was a short one, Joel. Was. We could do it some was. A/B testing <laughs> to see which people click that title. All right, well, we're thank stopping. You for sticking to yeah, the end with we're us. Close, we're shutting this down. All right, well, thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Life Exchange. We'll be back next week with more conversation on topics of life and leadership. Until next time, be sure to check out our website at givinglight.org, where you can learn more about our church and access loads of resources to help you grow in your walk with God and people. If you like what you heard today, we'd be grateful if you leave a five-star review and share with your friends. Be blessed. Remember to shine your light and have a great week. Thank you.